morning and welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Jay Hood. Cap is off today. Open phone lines for you as always 312 332 ESPN. 332 3776 is our phone number. Good morning, Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. As always, thanks so much for watching the show and giving your thoughts and watching all the shows here on ESPN Chicago, like Black and Abdallah. I'll cross talk with that. The guys coming up at 10, followed by Carmen and Yurko from 12 to 2. It'll be Waddle and Mellor from 2 to 6. Right into Tyler Aki in for Black and Abdallah from 6 to 8. And then Freddie and Fitzsimmons from 8 until midnight, right here on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Still to come, a list from The Ringer, theringer.com, about the top rom-coms. You say, why are you guys talking about this? It's because something came up uh, on The Ringer about the top uh, romantic comedies. And as Shay Norling mentioned, the executive producer of our show, he's not necessarily a rom-com guy. But even if you're not, you're with your significant other, and all of a sudden you kind of slide in. It's like, hey, what are you watching? And then you watch it, and you, don't, you don't, may not realize at the moment it is a romantic comedy until you're actually into it. Then the movie's over. You go, ah, I was watching a rom-com. I'm not into it, but you, you had me. You wrote me in. That's kind of how, uh, how the, the women work sometimes. Hey, sit down and watch this with me. And then you realize, hey, it's a romantic comedy. I'm supposed to feel soft about this. So we'll get to that coming up this half hour right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. So do you know what I really like most about this show? This Cap and J Hood show we do every morning from 7 to 10. You know what I really like most about this show? It's a cross-section of fans that interact on our show. We've got some seasoned veterans that have watched sports for a long time. And then we have some young people that are into athletes of today. And then we got those that don't even watch sports anymore. But they still keep tabs on what's going on by listening to Cap and I every morning. We just had a caller like that last week. Says, I don't even like sports. I ran into you guys on accident just to find out what's going on in sports. So I love that melting pot of so many different people listening to our show. And I think that's really cool. But, you know, we are so busy these days going to work, being a a part of a family, and that responsibility to attend events. And we just got life stuff. Have you ever heard the expression, man, there's just not enough time in the day? I say that a lot these days. There's just not enough time in the day to to get everything that you want accomplished. When you get home, all you want to do is just veg out and watch the game, whatever the game is. College basketball might be the game. The uh, NFL game of your choice or the team of your choice might be the game. Something in the NBA, something around sports is the game that I just want to watch. And whatever the game is, it could be Bears on Sunday. It could be the Sox and Cubs or your local favorite baseball team in the spring or summer. And with the Blackhawks and and the Bulls, it might be your favorite basketball or hockey team in the winter. You just want to be able to have time to forget your troubles. But because our time is valuable, we like to be entertained by seeing the very best on the playing surface. And around these parts, we've got Justin Fields. We have no idea what he is, but many have thoughts on what he could be. He's very intriguing to watch. And I know that the more that you see Justin Fields or hear from Justin Fields, you're like, ah, we just want to see the Super Bowl already, right? You just want to see him being able to lead this team to the Super Bowl. We see a lot of them, but nothing's been accomplished as of yet. But, of course, when we talk about Justin Fields, you and I both know that the Bears season's over. But then on the other side, we have the underachieving Bulls with Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. They're good players to watch, usually, separately and not collectively. But the diehard Bulls fan will watch to see if the Bulls are going to turn it around. Despite the front office and their willingness to lie dormant at the deadline, there are some diehard Bulls fans, and I follow a lot of them on Twitter, 
They just want to see what happens with this team. So where do we go for the stars in sports? We've talked before in this city about how the city is bereft of quality superstars. In a big city like this, nobody pounds their chest like a Chicagoan. Because I'm a Chicagoan. I'm a lifelong Southsider. Nobody pounds their chest about how great this city is. We're no second city. We're a world-class city. People travel from all across the country and around the world to come to Chicago. That might be the case. But when it comes to the sports, where are the stars? Where are the the difference-making stars? The stars where you say, boy, when I come to town, I'm coming to so-and-so's town. For years, it was Michael Jordan's town. I'm coming to see Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan lives here, even though a lot of times he didn't. I'm coming to see Michael Jordan because this is his town, even though he's the owner of Charlotte. So for this young generation, and Cap and I have talked about this before, regarding how there are young people today that will watch sports and just watch it on YouTube or watch Instagram or TikTok for the clips, the highlights, and not sit two, three hours watching a game. They just watch their favorites, the popular players. So when I was watching sports as a kid with my dad and his friends through the smoke-filled haze of cigars and cigarette smoke, they introduced me to must-watch athletes. And for my time, guys like Muhammad Ali, even though Ali was toward the end in 1980 with a mustache and just you know, slinking into the corner as Larry Holmes was beating his ass. I remember that very well as a kid. But Muhammad Ali still mattered at that time when I was a kid. Reggie Jackson, because he had the gift of gab, because he had these big moments, he's Mr. October. When I was a kid, when I was looking for stars, Reggie Jackson was it. When I was a kid, Walter Payton was the must-see on Sundays because of how he ran the football. I can't even think of a time where one of my friends, when I was growing up, did not have a Walter Payton poster on their wall or something that came out of the newspaper and you put him on the wall because Walter Payton was it. Dude was wearing kangaroos. Dude was cool. And he got a chance to talk to the press, and he had this light voice, and he just seemed like really sheepish. He seems sheepish until he put that helmet on. Then he was trying to run over people. <laughs> and he did it with finesse, and he did it with style and grace. And Walter Payton will always be in my memory as just an all-time great running back, an all-time great bear. But that's a guy that when I looked at stars, there was a star right there, right here in Chicago. And again, Bears didn't win a lot with him. But he was the reason to watch because you never knew what you're going to see from Walter Payton. I got a chance to see Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver was this all-time great pitcher. Then he came to the White Sox, won 300 games. I mean, Tom Seaver was a star. Dennis Savard with the Blackhawks was a star. Nolan Ryan, you'd read about him in magazines and get his baseball card. And like, this guy, here's a horse. You know, we talk about older players now, like LeBron James and Tom Brady. And those guys are up in age and still getting it done. Same thing with Nolan Ryan. I mean, he, he looked 50, but he wasn't. But he was still you know, at a, playing at a high level as an older star in baseball. Pete Rose, same thing. Pete Rose was playing with a ruthless aggression. Dude would slide into second base like there's no tomorrow. The guy was Charlie Hustle because he did. So those are just names that I remember as a kid. And the list is endless of stars at the top of their craft. They're all stars. But let's fast forward to 2023. I told you about my childhood. Now let's go to 2023 as far as sports is concerned. You know, there was a time where the cover of Sports Illustrated would tell you who the best is, who the face of sports was. I rushed to the mailbox, 
and then pull out mail. Ah, junk mail. Mail for my mom. Mail for my dad. Get this out of here. Ah, that's what I wanted. Sports Illustrated comes in. And you couldn't wait to see Sports Illustrated because you wanted to see who was on the cover. Then you couldn't wait to crack it open and see what was the story about. Because the stars were always there. I mean, Sports Illustrated was able to capture the moment of who's the best for that particular year or that particular month. So the question is, who's keeping your attention these days? Who's keeping your attention as a sports fan these days? I mean, who is must-see for you in sports in 2023? I don't mean like your fantasy team. I don't mean on players that you gamble on or teams that you gamble on. Like, who's the face right now in 2023? I, I say sports, you say what? When it comes to trying to figure out the face of sports, I have a short top five list. And one of them is Otani with the Los Angeles Angels. I saw on the bottom line as we came in studio this morning at the old National Bank Studios that Otani is exercising uh, a thought of maybe not being with the Angels anymore. And I completely understand because the Angels are the second team in town in Los Angeles, and it's a team that um, is pretty irrelevant on the baseball landscape. Otani is great. And again, I'm not going to over, I'm, I can't tell you more uh, about Otani, only in this regard. I can tell you this. I've never seen someone be able to pitch and hit on a regular basis like Otani. I can't oversell that. That's the word I'm coming up with. I can't oversell that more. A guy who pitches and hits. We see this with, Ocon- with Otani. That's just amazing to me. And so if he's in a different market, a different uniform, maybe that resonates more. But, I mean, he is a must-see guy because we read about this like, oh, do you know Babe Ruth or, you know, this guy or that guy, they pitched and they hit. Like, no. And actually good at both. That's the other thing. The attraction is he's good at both. When the Angels played the White Sox, there were a lot of people that were wearing Angels uniforms. They didn't come from Los Angeles. They came because there were kids in the stands at guaranteed rate because they were amazed by Otani a guy that could be able to hit the ball well and then be able to pitch it. Tiger Woods also is on my list as well because Tiger Woods uh, right now trying to get back on the course. After all this time with, with Tiger Woods, everything he's gone through, the documentary that we saw, the accident, everything else, he's still the face of golf. Golf had plenty of opportunity. The PGA Tour, Live Golf, had every opportunity to take golf by the balls and say, okay, Tiger Woods is the guy, but here's the next generation of golfers. Here's the mu- next must-see golfers. But because Tiger is so unique, he's still the face of golf. And guess what? When he goes back out there, I'm going to see him again. Doesn't have to be a major. I just want to see what he looks like. He's intriguing. LeBron James this year was intriguing for me because I want to see someone at age 37, 38 still be able to play basketball at a high level. I mean, we say this about Tom Brady. We celebrate Tom Brady for still being able to go out there and do it. Well, in the same vein, I can still do that with LeBron James. Doesn't matter if you like him or not. What are you, a child? I don't like him because he, he left Cleveland. Because of, Don't be a child. LeBron James is a great player. And so he's, when you, the whole thing is to put the ball in the hoop. He did that a lot with the Los Angeles Lakers. He did that a lot with the Cavs. He did that a lot with the Miami Heat. If LeBron James was in the Chicago uniform, everyone would be loving LeBron James around here. But because he's not, we dislike him and everything that he's been able to do. But then there's Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes helps the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. That's two championships in five years. So that's four right there. And I'll throw in Roman Reigns for the WWE. 
as a must-see as well. It's sports entertainment. It's loosely sports, but it's sports entertainment. He's a WWE champion, Roman Reigns. He's pretty cool. So let's do this, Shay. Let's open the phone lines at 312-332-ESPN. 332-3776 is our phone number. I want to find out from you, when you take a look at just the landscape of sports, the person that was it for you when you were a kid, that person that you say, boy, I think that that is the best athlete going when you were a kid. And who is it in 2023? I gave you a list of five. But when you, I say sports, you say what as far as the, the face of sports today in 2023? As I mentioned, I love this show because we got so many different listeners, so many people that are into sports today, into, into sports in the past, and those that just, you know, just tune in just to find out what's going on in sports. So who is that face right now for sports? For me, on the top of that list is Patrick Mahomes. I gave you a list of five, but Mahomes is it right now. But I think LeBron James and Tiger Woods and Otani, they're on that list as well. So let's get your thoughts. 312-332-3776 or put them on Twitter uh, at ESPN1000. Just interested in finding out when you see sports, who is the face of what we're seeing here in 2023. Also coming up, we'll talk about um, a, a list from The Ringer, a controversial list from The Ringer when it comes to romantic comedies. I think we might have a disagreement here. We'll get to that as well. Jesse Rogers coming up at 935. Your phone call's next on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. Cap and Jay Hood are back. And you know this, man. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7 here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. That same ESPN Chicago app in which you can find good karma wrestling. If you're a wrestling fan or know of one, make sure that they tune in at ESPN 1000 on Twitter. You can watch it. Or, of course, uh, the podcast, Good Karma Wrestling, as we get ready for the WWE Elimination Chamber pay-per-view on Saturday in Montreal. We'll review that and uh, a lot more. So if you're a wrestling fan, check out Good Karma Wrestling. You guys have supported a lot of stuff that I've done, but the numbers, we see them after the end of shows. You guys have been tuning in on Twitch, on our Twitch channel for Good Karma Wrestling, as well as at ESPN 1000 on Twitter. Thanks so much for your support for Good Karma Wrestling. It'll air at 6 o'clock, by the way, live as we talk wrestling with you. Jay Hood with you. Cap is off today on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. 312-332-3776. Still to come on the show, we'll hear from Jesse Rogers. Get his thoughts on what's going on in spring training with the Cubs and the White Sox. Also, we got this list here from The Ringer, theringer.com. And I guess, Shay, you could say that they put this list together, The Ringer, uh, because, oh, this actually, this is gone a while back. This is, uh, why did this become controversial? 50 best rom-coms since 1970. It was on their front page today. So is this like, uh, like a re-release? Because it says from April... Well, if we know anything about Bill Simmons, he loves the rewatchable stuff. That's true. Any I, recycled content. I see. I think they put this up there because it's Valentine's Day week, or at least it was the other day. So that's from April from last year, but yet it's still on their front page. All right, so 50 best rom-coms. Uh, we'll get, we have a poll question about that as well at ESPN 1000. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. So um, I'm wondering from you, from our last segment, we're talking about the face of sports in 2023. If I say sports, you say what? Who was it as a kid? Who is it now? Joe in Plainfield on ESPN 1000 on Cap and J. Hood. Good morning, Joe. Hey, honey. What's up, buddy? What's up, brother? How are you? 
Hey, I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, I was saying, uh, you know, I'm a 90s kid, mm-hmm. and, you know, whenever I got a chance to watch basketball, I loved Shaq. You know, I loved him on The Magic. You know, went to L.A., big personality, movie star, music, stuff like that, and he was a champion. Uh, and now I don't get to watch as much basketball, but if Giannis and the Bucks are on, I'm watching him. He's incredible. I think he's got a great personality. You know, when he uh, got the title, I went to Chick-fil-A and got the, you know, the Giannis drink and whatnot. I thought it was great. So, you know, I, you know, if he was in a bigger market, I think he'd be all over TV and advertisements and stuff. But I, I just think he's he's incredible to watch. He's got a good personality. And he's almost got, like, a mysteriousness to him yeah. you know, being you know, from another country and whatnot. So I think he's must-watch whenever he's on TV. Joe, I don't disagree, and I appreciate your telephone call. I just um, We just saw the Bucks the other day against so the Celtics, right? Hell of a ball game. Went in overtime. Hell of a ball game at Pfizer Forum. Here's what's interesting about Giannis. And we can speak to, about it right now. I don't know about the future. I'm just talking about right now. Giannis is happy being in Milwaukee. Being in that market. And I know the cynics will say, oh, well, soon he'll be looking to go someplace else like all the other NBA guys. Actually, this is five guys that continue to try to move around. They're vagabonds. It's not the entire league that's forcing a trade. This is four or five guys that are just putting a cloud over the league because they don't want to stay in their spots. The Hardens, the, the Kyrie Irvings, the Durants. It's only a few guys that's doing that. And, but for Giannis, he's happy with his family in Milwaukee. And I think that's really cool. It's good for the league. You know, the NBA has the NFL pr- blueprint in that you know, David Stern wanted to have a star in every market, and, and that was his whole plan. And so for Milwaukee to have Giannis there, I think it's good for the league. He doesn't have to play for the Knicks. He doesn't have to play for, uh, for Dallas or Los Angeles for me to enjoy him. I think that he's fantastic. Uh, Joe says when he was a kid it was Shaq. Now it's Giannis, the face of sports in 2023. You agree? 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. There he is, James in Oswego on ESPN 1000. Good morning, James. Hey. Hey, Hoodie. Good morning. Hey. So uh, I was born in 63, so when I was a kid, the face, the face of sports was definitely Mr. Walter Payton. You know, he was bigger than football and he had a talk about great personality and just a great guy, right? Yeah. So uh, that was that was it for me when I was a kid. Um, and then maybe later in the 80s, not a whole, real big media guy, but just a player I loved was uh, Wilbur Marshall. He's sure. just uh, just a complete badass on the field, you know, and just a really good player. I still love it, the way he played for the Bears. James, do but, you? Uh, do you I, can't, I'm, I can't argue with you on your uh, Mahomes for today, though. He's, I think he's it for the sports, uh, face of sports today. I, I just two championships in five years, and and he's been able to, you know, keep that going with Kansas City. I. Imagine and Shay, let's let's bring that topic in. You want to do it right now about Mahomes? Want to do that that question about Mahomes? How many oh, the, rings? Yeah. Well, the question I was going to ask for you and Courtney uh, either yesterday or we never got to it. If I offer you right now today six and a half as the number of Super Bowl championships for Mahomes, are you going over or under? I'm going under. I'll take five. I'm going under because because here's the question: How long does Andy Reid coach? Andy Reid and Matt Nagy and Biennemi, however that works, that seems to be working for Mahomes. Now, here's why we didn't talk about this, Shay, but we need to talk about this a little further. And we'll go back to phone lines in just a second. I just want to point this out. So, you know greatness, you know when you see greatness, and when you, you know when you see the face of a sport, 
is when there are things that are changing around that said athlete, and yet you're still be able to flourish and win. It's not the same team. Those are two different championships there. We're talking about Juju Smith-Schuster. Like, we're talking about guys like that. And you're still being able to win. That means the system works. You know, it, it's like the, the Patriots all those years. Yes, what was the common denominator? It was Brady. It was Gronk. But there was a lot of change with the wide receiver. It was just some accountant, some other guy here, some guy from the stands that was playing wide receiver with Tom Brady. I mean, so the greatness to me uh, is accentuated when you're able to win despite of, despite whatever you have around you. And so the same thing with, with, um, with Mahomes. Yes, Kelsey's still there. Yes, there's still, they're still guys. But still at the same time, I just think that when you look at when you look at what's happening with uh, Patrick Mahomes, he's still be able to get the job done despite the changes. Yeah, and I, I think the big thing for me is we just watched him on one leg, basically, where whatever he got at halftime, tore it all, whatever it might have been, we saw him limp off the field and come back on one leg. They couldn't beat him. The best pass rush in the history of Earth couldn't take him out. So if they can't beat him... Who's beating him? And I get the idea that the AFC is so competitive, that there's all these great quarterbacks in the AFC. He's got to get through that juggernaut. Here's the deal. When he gets through that juggernaut and gets the Super Bowl, he's going to win because the NFC is dog crap. <laughs> it is. And we'll, you know what? We're going to kind of explore that a little bit more tomorrow about the NFC. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. I'll have it written down because I know we're going to run out of time today. We have pockets of shows, as you well know, Shay. Pockets of shows. When we leave out of here, it's like the toilet paper in a kid's shoe. There's still stuff. There's still remnant that's still there. That's what the Friday folders for. <laughs> we've got a lot more to get to tomorrow, but we're going to finish up today. Uh, by the way, Patrick Mahomes. I cannot wait for Shay. Shay's going to say something, and it's in my mind right now, but he's going to say something about this. Before we start this season... The AFC West said we were rebuilding. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what rebuilding means. In our rebuilding year, we're world champs. We're world champs. So, Patrick Mahomes yelling at the people in Kansas City. Can I just say something, Patrick? I believe that you're the face of sports, but you need to stop lying to the people. Right now, who lies more, the guy at the bar or players at a parade? Seriously, think about this for a second. And this is the, the whole thing from Kelsey, too. Y'all said that we're going to win. None yet. None y'all said. None y'all said we're going to win. Who said you weren't going to win? Who had you as the underdog? You. You had him as the underdog, but not to the point where you thought that they were going to be flat on their ass. You thought they, like, it's the NFL. Shay, you thought they'd step back. But you're not a hater. You, I mean, it's just a, it's a prediction. But I don't know why he's talking. Him and Kelsey are talking to everybody. None of y'all had us winning. Everyone thought you were a good football team. You just made that up just to inspire yourself. And God bless you. But stop pointing at people saying that y'all thought we we're going to be in last place that we were rebuilding. Well, you take some parts off. People didn't know that some of the parts that's on this team would be able to be at a Super Bowl championship level. Fair? I want to join you. I want to make fun of him. I, I put this on Twitter. I think, yes, I very badly want to be in the camp that's like, oh, give me a break. Nobody thought that you were bad. Nobody thought you were rebuilding. Unfortunately, Hoodie, it's me. I was the guy who <laughs> thought that they were rebuilding. If you go back, and we will next week when Cap is back, yeah. look at our preseason NFL predictions. Oh, boy. I had them in last place in the AFC West. I said, without 
Tyreek Hill, there's going to be a little bit of regression because they've lost their deep threat. They've lost their uh, outside wide receiver. It's just going to be Travis Kelsey now. He's going to get doubled. The defense, we know it's never been that great. And boy, do I have egg on my face. So as much as I want to join in on the, well, you guys, what are you talking about? I was the guy saying that. I understand that. But he says everybody. None of y'all thought. That's not true. I didn't think that. A little bit of a step back, maybe. But not to the point where I thought that they'd be dead on their ass like you. You have them down there with the Broncos at 5-12. and 12. That's not the case. Mahomes! Yeah, 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 yeah. Before we started this season, the AFC West said we were rebuilding. I'm be honest with you. I don't know what rebuilding means. In our rebuilding year, we're world champs. We're world champs. Stop it. Stop it. This list on, on the ringer.com, by the way, the 50 best rom-coms since 1970. Do you have a short list, Shay? Or do you have a problem with the list? Because we were, you were asking earlier about the top five on this list from the ringer.com, top five rom-coms. I don't really have a list. It's like when Harry Met Sally is probably the best I've seen. I'm going through this list. It's a lot of really bad movies. And the one that stands out to me, and I've looked at a few now, how to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is on all of these lists. Yeah. I've never seen a more ridiculous film. In that movie, yeah. there is a sequence when they're at the Knicks game, and it's the final seconds of a tie game, and she asks him to go up to the concourse so that she can get a refill on her soda. Two problems here. One, I'm never leaving that seat in the final seconds, the dwindling moments of a tie game. Yeah. Two, why do you need a refill on your effing soda? We're leaving in two minutes. Relax. <laughs> What are you talking about? Later in the movie, yeah. she calls him during the Knicks-Kings, which would never happen, NBA Finals, uh-huh. and says to him, I've got tickets. Let's go tonight. And he gets all excited. Tickets? Oh, great. We're going to the game. Cut to, we're leaving Madison Square Garden, a Celine Dion concert. You're telling me a Knicks fan wouldn't know the Knicks were out of town and he's going to Celine Dion at the Garden in the Finals? Okay, that is ridiculous. You yes. see, this is my issue with romantic comedies. They're unbelievable. It's not even like you can suspend disbelief and enjoy it. It's so ridiculous, you can't get into it. When Harry Met Sally changed that for me, that's a very realistic, grounded, fun movie. I think Pretty Woman is also realistic. Yeah. I think that works. I mean, I think that actually is happening today, isn't it? But Pretty Woman. You know what I also added, Jay Moore? I added Boomerang, and I added She's Gotta Have It. Great, great picks. That's a good one. I love, I love that one. Is that not a, a, a romantic comedy in some ways, right? Yeah. Kinda. You got you to gotta, you gotta go with the Spike Lee humor. Oh, and by, and by the way, could you tell people about um, Coming to America and why that is? A, it's not on this list, but it should be, right? Yeah, because it starts out with uh, him coming from uh, overseas, and then he finds his love interest, and then at the end, they get married. So it's kind of like a romantic comedy. Uh, that's... That's what I think, too. But I didn't make this list. Sleepless in Seattle also. But I guess if you're looking for a rom-com, go to Tom Hanks. He knows how to make it well. I think that that works for me. Uh, you Got Mail, Sleepless in Seattle, also very good, I think. And again, not even a big movie guy, but I know those movies. Rom-coms, pretty funny. All right, coming up, Jesse Rogers with the latest on Mike Clevenger, as well as what's going on with the Cubs and White Sox in spring training. Uh, still to come, Cap and J-Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap and J Hood. 
Chicago Bears have made it official this morning. Chicago closing on the Arlington Park property in Arlington Heights, finalizing the acquisition of their new stadium site. The White Sox opened up camp yesterday under the cloud of domestic violence and child abuse investigations for pitcher Mike Clevenger. Clevenger met the media yesterday saying, don't rush to judgment and reiterating his belief that he will be exonerated. The Bulls blew a 24-point lead against the Indiana Pacers, 117-113. Northwestern defeated Indiana, taking down the number 14 team in the country. They already beat number one in Purdue. Now they beat Indiana. UIC lost to Indiana State, 79-60. Also, Bradley over Missouri State, 64-54. And the world lost a star yesterday, Raquel Welch, star of Fantastic Boys. She passed away at the age of 82 after a brief illness. Jay Moore. Okay, it's about that time. You're tuned in to the Cap and Jay Hood Show. Everything ain't hardcore, you know. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Crosstalk with Bleck and Abdallah coming up at the top of the hour. It's Jay Hood on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. I'd like to remind you about the 25th anniversary celebration. It's going to be the biggest party of the year. Guests from ESPN 1000's 25-year history will be in attendance, so you don't want to miss this one. Tickets will sell out fast Friday, March 24th. Doors open at 11 a.m. And the live show goes on from 12 to 6. It's going to be at the House of Blues to purchase tickets at LiveNation.com. That's where you go, LiveNation.com. And search ESPN Chicago. Glad that you're with us here on this Deal Breakers Thursday. It is time now to go to the desert and hear from our guy Jesse Rogers. He joins us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Don't worry, call the Car X Man. Jesse, thanks for joining us. How are you, sir? Doing good. Johnny, you know, I was just talking to someone last night about that anniversary party. He's going to be there as well as I, and that is one Nick Friedel. We had dinner last night yeah. because wherever Kevin Durant goes, Nick Friedel goes. And so he's in Phoenix. He's in Phoenix for the, I think today's the big press conference, his first press conference. He's not going to play for a bit. But we had dinner last night and we're looking to the uh, anniversary party. He's He doesn't really have a team now. We could talk about Nick if you want instead of about the Cubs and Sox. Uh, <laughs> he's not sure if he's staying in Phoenix with Durant or going back to New York. So his job's in flux. But um, he's good, and it's good to talk to you, my, my friend. I tell you what, a single man on the move. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, that's what I try to tell him. Look at the upside. You can do whatever you want. Uh-huh, it is the best. Well, let me tell you, you are right there in front and center for the Clevenger news um, as you talk to him about the possibility of him being exonerated. Are you confident you'll be fully exonerated? I'm confident. I am. Any idea on a timeline from from anyone? I have no idea. What do you think of the comments from Rick Hahn, the general manager, and Clevenger in that press conference? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. I mean, Clevenger certainly didn't just go no comment no comment no comment he defended himself he says he's innocent he says he'll be exonerated as i said to waddle and uh, meller yesterday uh i don't know if he should be that confident about it because like most of us think this way i'm sure he's thinking from a legal standpoint that's just where our mind goes like oh legally i didn't do anything wrong right but we know with with baseball or any sports team league i should say the threshold's different so um, you don't have to break the law to be suspended. Uh, so my first thought is he might be fooling himself, thinking that he's going to get off scot-free. Okay, that's number one, even if he didn't break the law and there isn't a current legal investigation going on. Number two, there's plenty of blame to go around here. I mean, Clevenger has had a, a shady past. We, we, we kind of knew that when the White Sox signed him. Um, 
the White Sox probably did not do enough due diligence, even if they could not find out about the investigation, the ongoing investigation, Hoodie. Okay, there's confidentiality there. Even if the Padres knew, if they tell the White Sox, that's collusion, to be honest. If the league tells the White Sox it's breaking the, the collective bargaining agreement. So, okay, you don't tell that. He doesn't find out he's under investigation. But, Hoodie, like I said, this guy is such a kind of shady past. And Rick admitted to that kind of immaturity that he, you know, with, with this guy. He probably could have dug deep enough to find out about some underlying incidents that led to the investigation. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe but, you don't find out. Maybe you don't find out about the investigation. But if you dug enough, you'd find out about the things that led to the investigation, and you probably wouldn't have signed them. Listen, so the stocks uh, have plenty of blame. The process has blame. Well, Jesse, I, I look at it like this because. Major League Baseball is a big sorority, big fraternity, right? Everyone knows everything, every rumor and innuendo. Even if it's something that's not put on your desk, you've heard stuff. Oh, yeah, Clevenger's out there. Have you heard about Clevenger? You know how that works. You worked enough hotel rooms uh, and lobbies to know that word gets around. I mean, Major, Major League Baseball is big, but it's like a small town. So I, I, yeah, and- you know, and I, I think that Han, I don't, I'm not saying anything about Han is, except Hey, man, you got to do your due diligence. You have to be in that room, in that circle, to know what's going on with Clevenger. Yeah, I think, I think the answer is, and Han's wearing it a little bit at least. I'll give him credit for that. The answer is, if something like this comes out, then you, you, there is no other answer. You did not do your due diligence, right? Yeah. You can't say it's impossible. You're a professional sports team with plenty of investigative means. I'm not saying you got to look into every minute of everyone's background from the time he's a child but again admittedly this guy's had some things in his past he had the COVID thing now i'm the first guy to say look immaturity doesn't mean you just go to a straight line to domestic abuse and, and child abuse right there's a big leap there you could be immature you can break COVID rules and not be a, a domestic abuser but like i said there was tons of these kinds of things under the surface that i think and most people that have covered this that i've talked to think um, the, the White Sox should have found out. Now, let me give you some, some X's and O's about this thing for people to say, oh, they should release them today. I didn't know this until recently. They cannot release them while the investigation is, is ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be preemptive punishment. And, and first and foremost, the, the team can't punish them anyway. This all comes from the league. The league takes away that responsibility from the team. And while he's under investigation, if they released him, that would be considered a form of punishment he'd be able to sue for damages. So they're not allowed to do that. Once the investigation concludes, Hoodie, and even if he's exonerated, they could release him because at that point they could say, you know what, the, the publicity's bad. We can't function as a team with him here. You know, it's almost like Trevor Bauer. He did get reinstated, but the Dodgers released him after the end of, of, of all the you know, uh, investigative and, and um, what did he do? He challenged it, the suspension. After the end of all that, they released him. That's what could happen if the White Sox, even if he's exonerated, um, can do. But I don't think they will. If he's exonerated, I think he'll pitch for them. Because if he's exonerated, yeah. he pro- I don't, you know, you could make a case we, we still signed a shady guy. But um, if they clear him, they clear him, and he probably will pitch. Jesse, out of all of the rules changes and uh, differences with Major League Baseball, what is the most beneficial for the sport? The most beneficial has to be the pitch clock. Um, and I think... I, I look at that as a, as a total winner for all parties. 
Um, no fan is going to complain that a game went quicker and ended a little bit quicker in you know middle of May, right? This isn't like a sixty game season. This is one hundred and sixty two. You kind of like the the, the the night to move a little bit quicker. Players even say that. So I can't see how the pitch clock will be a a loser overall, Johnny. Now there's going to be moments where the the eighth inning high leverage, you know, thirty eight year old reliever is not used to it. I get that. But over the span of this first season here, I think it's going to be a winner. Um, I, I think the elimination of shift isn't far behind, to be honest. I, I, once the games are going, is anybody going to actually miss the shift if you're watching as a fan at home? So I think those two are going to be winners or winners in short order. Uh, I'm biased because I like them from the start. I like both those things from the start. I do think the extra inning rule is a little gimmicky, and I don't know, and Manfred didn't give an answer why they didn't just do something like, okay, play real baseball for two innings and start it in the 12th. I think you probably have to follow the money a little bit there, Jay Hood. The teams make no money on concessions and extra innings. They have to pay staffers and workers. So I think owners were for it. Players get home quicker. What do they care? They get paid the same if they play 10 innings or 18 innings. Executives like it because they don't want to deal with the roster decisions after 18 innings. So I think they just all punted it and said, let's just do it right off the bat in the 10th. I still think it's a little gimmicky. I don't well, love that one. Well, uh, how about this, Jesse? You and I, a bet on dinner, all right? July 1st. Mm-hmm. This is the date, July 1st. I'm telling you now that this is going to be adhered to, the whole pitch clock thing, April, May. You know what? June 1st. June 1st. We're going to stop seeing those calls. Because you don't get sticklers like Joe West out there anymore that's going to look at the letter of the law and say, hey, look at the timer. You Now, nah, that's a ball. You know what? That's yeah. going to go away. You ready? Yeah, I, I will say this. June first, I asked this. I asked this question of the of the league two days ago. They had a demo for BDM members. You know, the, the umpires can have a little thing on his wrist that's going to buzz when the clock goes to zero, so he doesn't just have to stare at the clock. But I asked, what if it's like the football delay of game thing? Yeah, where it hits zero as he snaps it, and the ref has to make that split second decision. I hope they err on the side of the pitcher, right? Yeah, like so. You might be right. You might be right, but obviously if it, if it goes, you know, the, the clock's 20 seconds. If, if it's 25, they're going to call it. But if it's 21, if it goes down to zero and there's an extra beat, maybe they don't call it by July. I think they will call it stronger early, stricter early, especially in spring training. I think they're going to be harsher earlier to get these guys used to it. And you're right, they'll probably relax a little bit. But, but look, it can't be more than a couple seconds delay. I understand. Fans will start to go nuts. The other team, you know, that'll cause controversy. June first, if they don't, if they don't have anything, <laughs> then you owe me dinner. I'm telling you because we've okay. gone through this before. Right? Like, oh, we have a pitch clock up there. Okay, well, Cueto's in the wind. You're gonna, you're gonna give him a ball there. You're gonna tell him to stop because he's, you know, 25 seconds. No, I think that this is a gimmick again, and Major League Baseball will not adhere to it. They won't do it. Okay. The- Look, that is a hot take that I will keep in mind. June first, um, you you could be right. You know, they were they were checking fingers for sticky substances, and now they, you, you know, you see them doing it's 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 perfunctory. It's not even much of a check. So we'll see if this is a rule that is adhered to, or like you say, relaxed. I think the problem with relaxing it is you have you have you have five or six pitch timers around the stadium being built in. Yeah, you know, this year every stadium, every fan's going to see it including the other teams. So it'll cause controversy if they let this thing lax a little bit midseason. Jesse, as always, my, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on the show. 
Okay, talk to you next week, Jay Hood. All right, well. Jesse Rogers with us here. We get the Cap and Jay Hood cut of the day right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. And Jesse, of course, brought to you by the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Good morning. Glad you're along for the Cap and J Hood experience. We're here weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN. Hello. Chicago. Good morning. It's the Cap and J Hood morning show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Now time for the uh, Cap and J-Hood Cut of the Day. And it's brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Have you ever been? Man, it is the top of the top downtown. Are you looking for fine dining, great atmosphere, and great food? It is Chicago Cut Steakhouse. All right, Jay Moore. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're bored. All right, cut it's a uh, home in Malaysia where an emergency crew had been called. Uh, the residents there had reportedly been hearing disruptive noises at night coming from their attic. And a crew came out and a part of the roof collapsed and out fell three mating full-grown pythons. Now, I'll ask you, so squirrels, snakes, what's more frightening in your, in your attic? Squirrels, whatever. Snakes? But they slither. They're not coming after you as quickly as a... Like an angry squirrel. Dude, snakes are scary. Let's say you're in the kitchen in a refrigerator. A okay. snake just come out of the ceiling and wrap around your neck and just start choking you. Slow. <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> That's the end of my life. <laughs> so you're saying that he just kind of slowly comes behind you and just starts wrapping his... Right, you think it's yeah. your wife. You're like, hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I would know it's not my wife. Listen. <laughs> Why are you a little aggressive, honey? Oh, man. Hey, babe. Oh, God! I can't breathe! Help me! <laughs> so that is the nonsense. That is the Cap and J-Hood Cut of the Day brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Jay Moore makes a very good point. You know, you don't expect the aggressiveness. You know, she's behind you like, hey, hey, baby. And all of a sudden, it just gets tighter and tighter around your neck. And it's like, what you doing? <laughs> it's like, I'm not into choking. What are you doing there? And you find out it's a snake. Good Lord. Shout out to Courtney Cronin who came through for us. If you missed it, you know, we've been asking the three days she was here on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Give us that phrase that pays something to shout out the Cap and J Hood audience on Around the Horn. Whether it had Todd McShay now having the Colts trading up to number one in his latest mock draft, whether that was the impetus for it or not, you can give me some light into that, Courtney. But my question is, did Ursa say too much here? I can hear someone in Houston's front office yelling, Hey, Jim Ursay, keep your beak out of this. Keep your beak out of this. Bam. Keep your beak out of this. Keep your beak out of this. Courtney Cronin coming through on Around the Horn. Gives it that phrase that pays a shout out to the Captain J Hood audience, giving us keep your beak out of it. Outstanding. We thank you for listening and twitching. Twitch working, by the way. Twitch good. Twitch is good. All right. Yeah, we solved the issue. All right. For lis- listening and twitching and calling into the program here today. Thanks so much. We'll do this again tomorrow at 7. Thank you, Jay Moore. Thank you, Shay. We'll do it tomorrow at 7 on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. So long, everybody. From Chicago.